This is Jewish Board Talk with Sheree Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Official business in Parliament was delayed last week when a question was posed by one politician to another as to whether or not that said politician beat his wife. The behavior of the politicians was broadly criticized by women as undermining rather than helpful in the fight against our unacceptably high levels of gender-based violence. The good news is that men are coming together to look at themselves and to see how they can fight this problem. The Mankind Project, or MKP, is a perfect example of this. And I'm delighted to have in studio the Centre Director of the Johannesburg Male, uh, Mankind Project, Mleki Sabanda, as well as Stuart Rothgeiser. Is that Rothgeiser? Rothgeiser. Rothgeiser, apologies, who has written a thesis on the impact of this organization on our society. Gentlemen, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much thank for you. inviting us. So perhaps we can start off with that example I gave um, earlier, what happened in Parliament. Have you beaten your wife? Do you beat your wife? Is this common practice, men speak, that, that's appropriate, inappropriate? Any comments? Lou, let's start there. Um, well, that's a beautiful question <laughs> in this time of our lives. Uh, I'll answer it from a perspective as a black man. Um, we, we, we are never taught what it is to be a man in the sense of, of like love or, or rearing or nurturing. So at the same time, with the same growth, women are subjected to be like objects. Like when they get married, they're just seen as tokens to become wives and everything to be honored when black men pay lobola or maybe in the white cycle is called dowry. And then you feel like you own that person. So there's a breakdown of relationship in there. So now the beating up also comes because the person feels like they own the person and they feel they can do anyhow with it. Um, I very much condemn it. I think from that point we must divert now to talk about toxic masculinity. We as an organization, as MKP, we have our own version where we call it mature masculinity, where we talk about how to get rid of the toxicness, how to get rid of patriarchy tendencies, and how to heal from trauma in those spaces. Because my question is when that person beats up a woman or beats up any other person, how are they bringing as a person? Did they experience that same cycle? Had it become a pattern? Was it also a moving thing that they got and became used to it and it became a norm? So you talk about patriarchy and society, and um, it's not unique to your culture. In fact, all societies were, at, you know, at the start of it, uh, patriarchal. The Jewish religion, no different. Stuart? Yeah, thanks uh, for the question. Um, I think that in the Jewish community, and um, I'm Jewish, I self-identify as being Jewish, um, I don't think that necessarily we can say that at the start of it. I think that we still are patriarchal. Um, I think that violence against women happens in our communities. I've experienced it. I've seen it. Um, do I beat my wife? No, thank God. Um, but I think that for me, the key aspect around that is, as Lou said, what we've seen first, and then secondly, uh, can we personally overcome it? And the way to overcome it, I think that men get so frustrated uh, around all kinds of things that that, that we, we take it out on our wives, on our children physically. And the work that mankind and other organizations do, it helps us to, when we get frustrated, to identify the feeling. Are we feeling mad? Are we feeling sad, glad? Are we afraid? Once we identify it, then also what are some processes to deal with it so that we don't have to go and beat the wife, the kid, the dog. 
Yeah. So we're talking about a socialization problem, okay? And we're saying, and men are identifying that it's their problem. It's not mm. women and children's problem. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, to, I had a guest on my show um, earlier this year by the name of Antoinette Ntabi Singh Tabopela, and she started a project called Adopt a Son. And she's saying that we've got to stop also yelling at our boys and telling them, this is what it means to be a man. Don't cry. Don't show emotions. And I just wondered what your comments to um, grassroots projects like that are and whether you could build a relationship with people like her. Yeah, I think it's of fundamental importance when we're doing that because when you focus on the adopting a child, you're also changing a narrative into the world that you could be taking out someone from a poverty-stricken place or from a hating place into something else that will aid them to change their lives and that could change others' lives too because it's either you are bringing the, the boy who becomes a man or the girl who becomes a woman. But also before I answer that, I wanted to focus also when you talked about... Um, when we talked about toxic masculinity, we talked about beating up. Beating up sometimes doesn't come in the physical format. It also comes in an emotional format when we abuse, when what we say, the ways that we use, and how we project ourselves, and bringing it on now to say, when you adopt a child, are you ready to be a parent? Do you have the essential parenting skills? We know there's no manual for, for being a parent, but are we saying, are you coming up from a safer space? Have you also healed the trauma that you're not able to spill it to another person? Because it could also be an inheritance thing now to pass it on to the next generation. So is the child safe with you? Is there an assessment to you? Maybe again to the Adopted Child Foundation, we're saying, I, I was looking at their page, they talk about nurturing and they talk about him, the skills that they give on to the child. So I think it's a beautiful platform. And I think as an MKP Center Director, I would much love to collaborate with them because I have parents in my organization that can learn or two. I have men too that can extend Maybe if they want, that is upon also individual, we, we do not force anyone to say, are you able to adopt? And also adoption doesn't come to say, you take the child. No. It comes in many spaces. You could be also adding provision, which can be food, which can be money that person can access school, which can also be books that person can read, which can also be clothing, you know? And, and not only the material, I think what they're looking for is somebody to say, you are worth it, yeah. Yeah. Somebody who can just give the child the attention and a male attention yeah. that's positive that might be lacking. And for me, it comes from a fact to say that the male attention doesn't also have to be a, a father figure because an uncle can also be mm. a parent, a brother can be also be a parent. But also we must be aware and draw a line because kids are fundamental interests like as an entrenched in our constitution, I think a section 28, that the fundamental importance of the child must be put first. And we also must check where we've been moving as a South African community, the abuse that has been happening, because we must know that is the child going to be safe with that person in that zone? Exactly. I think you're touching on something um, around the role of men in society, yes. and most, mostly we see men as negative stereotypes. So either they're soldiers, you know, the Donald Trumps of the world, the Jacob Zumas, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, these are the, the role models that we have. And we need to provide positive role models. So the Nelson Mandela, the Barack Obamas, etc., people that are, are there. And uh, Mankind Project also has a, a brother organization called Boys to Men, which is um, one of helping young boys find their own worth and their own 
sort of healthy initiation. So rather be initiated through drinking or through some other unhealthy way that's self-destructive. Uh, this organization helps them to find themselves, and they were talking about between the ages of 12 and 17. Um, they, they go through their own sort of hero's journey, and then they get welcomed back by the community. And only men can initiate men, and I think only women can initiate women. And so that's what they do. They take the boys away, and they have this process, and they get welcomed back, and then they're seen to be positive with positive men. Lots of, many of the Mankind Project men are involved in volunteering at, at Boys to Men as well. But I think tying in, it's, it's, again, this work for me is on a personal level. So I have a 17-year-old boy, and I, ca- I find myself saying the same things that I heard around being, you know, a man, because I grew Boys up in this society. Cry. Yeah, toughen up and be a man and, and yeah. don't be a sissy, etc. And I find myself doing that. I catch myself. It's a dance. So some da- some days I get really good. Some days I listen to him. I'm present to him. And some days I think I must just provide and I'm not actually having to give of myself, which I think is what boys need. Um, some days I treat his mother better. Some days I treat his mother worse. And and all of that it comes with a certain amount of pressure. I'm trying to be the good man. It, it's It's difficult to unlearn what we've learned. Are men struggling for identity in a new society? Very much. Very much. Because, again, what is the identity to be a man? Is it about providing? Is it about going to work? Mm. Is it facing social injustices or economical justices? Or now you're going to carry the traditions and the taboo that brought you up rising or the image that you've been given as a man, like me as a black man, when I grew up, they said, in Dodaikali, like a man doesn't cry. Like when you seem to be weak or to be that, it's, it's like he's weak. But now when you come again now, you come to a society that accepts you and lets you to be vulnerable and accepts your well-being and assists you. And now you have to disconnect with your society. But when you go back, you're seen as a victim again to say, why are you soft? Why are you doing this? So for me, I think what is relevant is, is men trying to fit into the society? And again, are men really creating spaces to have conversation to say, what is it to be a man? Are we creating endeavors? Are we creating like weekends for men to sit down and open up and see where we come from, what it is to be a man besides our gender, besides our sexuality or besides our roles? How are we, how are we empowering ourselves from being friends, from being relatives, from being fathers? I'm also a father to an eight year old daughter. And sometimes I fear when she asks me certain questions. And But I'm learning to be authentic to her because I'm understanding where she's coming from. And I go, I, again, going back to the identity of being a man, what I found of pro- profound interest is that in MKP, how they define a man. They don't define a man according to his race, according to his ethnicity, according to his religion or anything. A man is defined about what he brings on board and is not judged and is not put on a pedestal to be shamed or to be put on guilt. And it's, it, is, it, it has created a court of support where me and Stuart, we didn't know each other even like two years ago. Mm. But now we are at a platform where we share, we are opening up. I can get to know what he's going through with his family. He can get to know what I'm going through with my hardships at school and what, where he's able to support me or where he's able to refer me to another person to say, oh, this is what Lou is going through or this is what Stuart is going through. And for me, it's of fundamental importance because thank you to you, Sharice, again, that you've created this space because these spaces were not there. It was not easy to tackle this. 
men were not questioned about their being or who they are. And again, I always emphasize that men must stay away from women conversations. Men must stay in conversation of men where they're not trying to help what women should be. Men should try and help what men should see what women are for themselves and the being that they possess. That's empowerment to me. So um, Lou's referring to, so we're part of a group with about eight other men and we meet every two weeks. Actually, we meet every week, and we discuss everything, and we just check in with each other. This is what's going on in uh, my financial world, in my in my relationships with our children. I learn from some of the older men who are going through certain things, um, retirement, etc. <clears throat> the younger men learn from us. Uh, I think, you know, you asked about men and their self-identity. I think in the Jewish community there's a very strong emphasis, certainly in my family, on, on business success for men, success in the material world. Maybe also intellectual success, academic success. And that's hard when, when you operate in the world and you don't quite fit in. And perhaps you've got other gifts. Perhaps you're more artistic. And I think our definition of men, and there are a lot of Jewish men in, in mankind. In fact, many of them were the founders of it in Cape Town, um, in South Africa. We have a very high percentage compared to the general de- demographics. So there's a, definitely a searching and there's a large number of uh, Jewish men who are not fitting into the cookie-cut mold of being the accountant, the lawyer, etc. And they don't have a space to speak about it. You know, what if I don't want to um, become a millionaire, have the nice house? What if I want to create something? Or what if I want to be in um, community work? So uh, for me, what you've done during the show actually is already um, pop one of my thoughts that about the Mankind Project. And I assumed that the Mankind Project was for men who were already converted. Um, I thought it was might be a space for men who already feel that there's a problem in society and want to ally women, say, on issues around gender-based violence. But kind of what I'm hearing from you, Stuart, is you saying you acknowledge yourself and are trying to help other men doing it. So it's not a case of just talking to the converted. It's you know not a case of holding hands and kumbaya, my lord. No, the men who come into Mankind Project are often themselves experiencing um, huge problems, Um, relationship breakdown, career block, uh, basically the midlife crisis. They're coming younger and younger, so now we're getting 20-year-olds, but it used to only be 30s and 40-years-old. But they're coming because their lives are not working. And this narrative they've had, get get their education, get the the girl or get the boy, but get the girl, get the career, (coughs) settle down, that's going to be a success. And they're finding it's without meaning. And they're looking for something. Often they've been referred by the psychologists or their coaches, and they're looking. And, and the research shows that it doesn't necessarily give them a direct answer, but it unblocks, it allows them to start flowing, finding their mission, finding their vision, and connecting with other men. Yeah. Most of us grew scared of other men. Don't look a man in the eye, it's going to be a fight. Here you suddenly see 40, 50 <laughs> men who care for you and, yeah. and hold you accountable. They say, hey, you're, you're lying about that, you know. Why are you having that affair, why are you stealing from your partner, etc. So it's fierce love, which only men can give, and in that, they get to see who they really are. Mlekisi, uh, you are having a, sorry, Mleki, yeah. you are having a retreat for yeah. men that's coming up soon. Yeah. Uh, we're having a retreat uh, from the 13th to the 15th of March. Uh, you can check our website, it's uh, www.mankind.com project COZA it's, it's a South African thing so what happens in this weekend we we facilitate conversations we facilitate processes where sort of men are given the right of passage to 
to come and speak about where they are coming from, their background, their situations, and how they need help. We, we might not have ideas of how to help you, but we have ideas of how you can start that journey because we must understand that moving forward, being a man is a journey. It's not a once-off. Even it doesn't stop to this weekend that we're having. It's a continuous thing. Like what Stuart anchored on is that after the weekend, you you either identify yourself into a group that is supporting and then you move according to that and then you liaise within that because we serve one man at a time. And we, we, we're not a cult organization where we follow a man and say, why are you not doing this and this? But we offer support as brotherly support say, are you okay? Are you willing to open up? And for me, that's authenticity and integrity in also coming to say, you are respecting the person on the other side because it takes time for a man to open up and it takes time mm. for a man to trust you. Uh, I don't know whether yeah. you can speak on the weekend. Yeah, I think, more. I think life's a journey. So, I mean, like everything, you make a step forward, you make a step back. So for me, I've been in the organization for a long time, um, and I've allowed it, it's allowed me to see my leadership. So now I'm allowed to speak in front of men, to lead processes. Uh, there are various trainings. I just did one last week, weekend. And so I'm learning more about myself and about how I show up in the world. And, yeah, it's a continuous learning process. So, Stuart, the last question I'll give to you, and we can, you know, you guys have been telling us about it, and it sounds convincing, but you've actually done research Mm-hmm. into the importance of MKP on men. And I wonder if you just want to share in the last 30 seconds. Okay, well, I did my master's in social anthropology in 2011 at UCT um, on the effects of, of MKP's training. And there were three main effects uh, that men reported. Better fathering and father-son relationships, so relationships with their own fathers and with their children. Um, greater gender equality because they're able to express themselves much better. And... Um, and gay men reported much better gender role comfort. So being comfortable with a tagline of being a man. In fact, all men reported greater gender role comfort. So we have uh, proof here, qualitative and quantitative proof that <laughs> yes. this, this is good for you. Okay, so um, I'm going to leave it there. If anybody would like to contact you, they should do so at? Yeah, so um, the website is www.mankindproject.org.za. Oh, they can just get a hold of um, our enrollment coordinator called Welcome. His number is 084 Thank you so much. Maleki Sibanda and Stuart Rothgeeser. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you.